0: Good evening. Uh, It's a beautiful uh, summer day, and uh, I'm happy to have uh, my dear friend, uh, Andy Baker, with me this evening. And Andy is the founder, president of Remember the Children. Welcome, Andy. It's good to be here, Dave. Thank you. Uh, Andy, why don't you tell us uh, uh, where the name Remember the Children came from? How'd that start? I'll
1: tell you, it was uh, was a pivotal moment for my life, but... um... It was uh, about 25 years ago, uh, I was invited to uh, experience a short-term mission uh, trip uh, to the country of Romania. And um, at that point in my life, uh, I hadn't been to the eastern part of Europe, and I was very intrigued to uh, go and see um, see a country that had been under the rule of communism, because I was just curious what life was like for the people. And so I went on that trip, and um, it was like going through a time machine. I'll never forget crossing the border. And as we went into the country there, uh, there were more horses and buggies than there were automobiles. And just the, the different things that uh, we experienced through that. Um, uh, there was no, but I would say, fresh water. It was all carbonated water um, to drink. Um, the food was sketchy. We just didn't know what we would be up against. And then I came face-to-face with... Um, just the tragedy of what was taking place in the lives of orphaned children in that country at that time. And was just really um, brokenhearted uh, for their needs. And I remember just going through that and just really having a, a, a personal crisis in the fact of, man, something needs to be done for these children. And so the gentleman, Mir Chitoka who had invited me to come in the first place um, was saying goodbye to me on the very last day. And he gave me a hug, and uh, he said three words in in my ear that uh, were very memorable and very pivotal for the direction that I would begin to take with my life, and those three words were remember the children, and that's what we've been doing for the last 25 years. So I got involved
0: with uh, Andy probably in the late 90s when uh, Andy was working in Romania and the conditions were really bad, Um, and he would bring young children that needed uh, specialized surgery uh, that they couldn't get done in their country and they wouldn't live if uh, they didn't have the surgery. So Andy would bring them to the U.S. and through his uh, network of contacts uh, get that uh, work done. But most of these uh, kids would have uh, parasites, they had bad teeth, and before they could have a major surgery done, had to have all of their potential infections cleaned up. So Andy uh, would bring them to my office he was uh, we were introduced by a a mutual friend and uh, so I'd get their dental needs caught up so that they could have their necessary surgery done and uh, so Andy asked me several times why don't you go on a a short-term mission trip with us and I always said yeah I will someday I'll get around to it uh, one of these times and um, it was uh, 2002 when Things kind of fell into place. Uh, There were just a number of things that happened that uh, uh, made it work so I could go on a trip easily. I had an associate join the practice. uh, And uh, I can remember I had a minister in in my office and I was telling me how all these coincidences were falling into place and uh, he said, God's not calling you to uh, care for those kids. He's smacking you on the back of the head. You need to go and uh, uh, do this trip. So I I went one time and uh, was uh, overwhelmed with uh, all the work that was needed but it was very rewarding and then over the years uh, um, it's really been uh, uh, gratifying for me. Uh, One of the things when I would go to one of the Christian orphanages that Andy works with that I go to each time I'm there uh, the kids would run up and give me a hug and say our dentist is here And, uh, you know, I'm the only dentist that they've ever had any contact with. So uh, anyway, makes you feel really good. And then uh, another uh, moment was uh, one of the uh, people that interpreted for me was a teenager, 12, 13 years old. And uh, when she was in her early 20s, she sent me an invitation to her wedding. So uh, for me, that was uh, really rewarding that... uh, she uh, helped me as an early child, but uh, as she grew up and we maintained this relationship, uh, um, she asked me to be there for a wedding, and it worked out that I could, uh, I could go. I was on a mission trip that uh, coincided with that wedding, and it was, so it was my first uh, uh, Romanian wedding that uh, took the entire day, so quite an experience. So, Andy, uh, a number of our IDA members do uh, short-term dental mission trips, um, I know our scheduled trip this uh, summer got uh, canceled because of uh, COVID. How has your organization been affected by uh, this pandemic?
1: I tell you, it's, it's, it's kind of turned us upside down. Um, just trying to figure out our approach um, with Romania being in Europe. Uh, travel to Europe now for us is, is not allowed. Um, Our second uh, field of ministry is in Tanzania, and uh, there was a medical team uh, that went from uh, the United States to Tanzania just a couple weeks ago, and my travel agent said uh, this would be a test run uh, to see how traveling to and from that country would be, and it took them five days and ten flights to get there, and then once they got there, there was a possibility that they were going to have to be quarantined. And they were only signed up for a uh, three-week tour so they lost one week just in traveling to get there and then it looked like the third week was going to be needed to get them home so just a compact time to try to accomplish uh, what they intended to go for so in talking with my teams in romania and tanzania they basically said you know visitation and bringing of people to help probably needs to wait until next year But at the same right, uh, just talking with Romania last week, um, they say their laws are changing every day. And it makes me so appreciative of a country where we can exercise freedom. Uh, What what the Romanian people are encountering right now is um, if you test positive for COVID, um, you are literally taken to a quarantine center and separated from your family at that moment. And Romanians work on a day-to-day basis uh, for their livelihood. So if they are taken to quarantine, more than likely they'll lose their jobs. And more than likely that's gonna put their family in crisis. So a lot of what we've been doing uh, in Romania and Tanzania is just looking at uh, what can we address right now. And a lot of what we're addressing is simply helping families that are in crisis uh, through this pandemic by making sure that they have the necessary food uh, to take care of themselves and we are going in as we are able um, to see what other needs there are um, so it's just a very difficult time to do most anything in these countries uh, just because of the governmental lockdowns that they're facing
0: yeah i read in usa today that romania has a 1200 dollars fine for someone that's not wearing a mask and the, the government has taken advantage of that they are Finding people that don't have a mask, just like they would give a parking ticket. So, uh, but
1: twelve hundred dollars is is uh, well, average monthly salary is five hundred dollars. So that's two and a half months' salary that you would lose. Yeah, they're making it painful for uh,
0: people. So after uh, taking uh, many teams to uh, to Tanzania to Romania, um, are there any recommendations that you have for? dentist, or their staff, or really for, uh, for anyone that's going to do a short-term mission trip?
1: Yeah, um, I tell you, the, the one thing uh, that I've learned through the years is uh, we tend to go with what we are comfortable with, and we tend to respond as we would respond in our own culture. Um, and I'll never forget going to Romania, and I, I'm from the South, and One thing we always did growing up was when we met people, we hugged them. And there I was in Romania, I'm just starting to hug people and say hello to them. And that just was culturally wrong. And so what I learned, even uh, through the years, is to really begin to be culturally sensitive, to learn more about how they interact with people, to learn more about what their customs are and... and, um, how you can kind of blend in and uh, and find yourself being accepted i mean dave and i laugh all the time about people that um, come in with this idea that they're ready to save the world and a lot of times we just have to come in with an attitude of love and to be patient Um, i'll never forget early on in my time in romania um, a dear friend to me uh, said when i was there with a group of americans Welcome to Romania. We might not do it the right way, but we do it the Romanian way. And that's always stuck with me because so many people have projected upon them how they should do things. And sometimes we just have to step back and look at how the culture functions and try to blend in with it. Also, be patient. Um, I know I I put Dave through a lot. Uh, on his very first trip we joke about it too i put him in the back seat of a volkswagen scirocco uh, to drive him around town and and dave's a pretty tall guy and i can still see him trying to get in and out of that back seat um, as we would travel about the community to go to the clinics during that time also just when you're confronted with things uh, sometimes we want to do so much we want to make it perfect we want to help as much as we can and and sometimes we can only help uh so far and um it's been amazing to me to watch dave work but especially in dentistry just the extra care that he's been able to give to uh, some of the young people i think it was on your very first trip i'll never forget the young boy's name was florine and um, um after they got done working on this young boy he looked up at them and said i didn't know my teeth weren't supposed to hurt and just to imagine, you know, a young person uh, going through their entire life with pain in their mouth, and and to have that addressed um, uh, was just a, a life-changing, transformative moment for that young that young man. But I think to go and to serve, the best the best advice I can give to you is to go with an open heart and a willingness to learn about a new culture, and just to look at how they live, experience how they live, enjoy the food, maybe even uh, try on some of the the native clothing that's there. You might wanna take a, a shirt home that's native to the culture. They love when you try to uh, embrace their way of life, but also try to pick up a little bit of the language because that's one thing uh, that they love more than anything. When you try to speak to them in their heart language, it goes a long way. Thanks, Andy. I think uh, as dentists, sometimes we
0: forget the uh, impact that we can make because we have a skill set that not everyone has, and yet it's so uh, it's needed so much, uh, especially in uh, poor countries. So um, we can make uh, a huge difference in the lives. Get someone out of pain so that they can go to work every day, or get a, a young person. Uh, out of pain or prevent them from getting the pain that's going to keep them from going to school and be a disruption for uh, family life. Um, I think we as Americans uh, we have the attitude, you know, we have all the answers. We go over there and we throw money at something. We know how to fix it and um, it's just it's so much better if you can go in and walk with the people and say what are your needs and how can we help you meet the needs and goals that you have rather than us going in and and uh, taking charge and tell them, all right, here's what we're going to do. So uh, a couple of the books that I've read that have been very helpful, and I, I've read a lot since I've been in, uh, involved with Andy and his ministry, uh, Toxic Charity and When Helping Hurts, both speak to the issues that Andy and I have just uh, talked about.
1: Yeah, when you when you say that too, Dave, I, I know uh, to give a case and, and point to, when people hear that title, When Helping Hurts, how does Helping hurt? And I'll never forget when we worked in the infant hospital in Romania, uh, we went in and we were finding that um, uh, there was failure to thrive infants. There were um, lack of, um, of proper feeding, nourishment, the changing needs, everything that you would have with babies was just being neglected. So in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, we could bring people into the hospital to help take care of these infants. And quickly it grew from 50 infants in a hospital to 500 infants in the hospital and what we began to see was we had the Intention of helping but when we thought we were helping we were actually hurting because the people in the community realized Well, if I can't take care of my child, I can just drop it off at the hospital and the Americans will do it and So sometimes you have to like look at it in a, in a better perspective and I think Dave said it very well we have to join with the people and work with the people in finding those resolutions to help them find the wellness and the wholeness for their lives. Very good. Andy uh, is president of the
0: Indiana Dental Association, and uh, good friend, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for participating in this podcast and uh, for the information that we can share with our member, Dennis.
1: Yeah, and I thank you, uh, Dave, for inviting me to come this evening, and, and I And I hope those that might be watching today, if you are inclined to find a way to use your skills and participate, we just invite you to get in touch with Dr. Wolf, and and we would love to see you on the field serving with us sometime. All right. Thank you. Have a good evening.